Hey, teacher friends, this is Angie in the Rockin' This Teacher Thing podcast show, the podcast for early primary teachers that rock their classrooms every day. It's report card time. Dun, dun, dun. It's so fun. Not puke. Bleh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you're like me. I hate I hated deer and port cards. Hated them. But today we are going to talk about six do's and maybe more importantly, six don'ts when it comes to report card time. Go ahead and stick around to the end because you're going to hear how you can get a free download of words and phrases to help you with report card comments. Also, I talk about one of the do's for report cards is using a report card template that is also included in the free PDF download. So stick around to the end to find out how you can get that for yourself. It's a time saver, let me tell you, and freeze up your brain because you don't have to think about the exact word. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode, which is a replay of the episode I did on Teachers Making the Basics Fun over on YouTube. Are you ready? Let's start rocking today's episode. Here we go. I love report card time, said no teacher ever. There are some definite do's and don'ts when it comes to report cards. The do's will make your teacher life amazing. The don'ts, well, let's just face it. Sometimes when we're doing report cards, writing in those grades, doing those comments, our best intentions, it blows up in our face and our teacher life gets really bad, really fast. Let's talk about that, how you can avoid that, how to make the report card time go pretty fast so you can get on with other stuff like your life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, my name is Angie and I was in the classroom for 25 years and I wrote a lot of report cards in my time and I made a lot of mistakes and I learned a lot about how to do report cards and how not to do report cards. And today you are going to get six do's and don'ts when it comes to doing report cards. The first don't is don't rely just on the numbers in your grade book. Sometimes you're going through your grade book and you're like, oh yeah, they got an A or whatever your grading thing is, a plus, a minus, a check, a P and NP and S and S plus, whatever your grading is, right? Why do we, I don't know. Anyway, don't just rely on what you see in the grade book. Also with that, you do need samples of student work. Now, I'm talking specifically about kindergarten and first grade students. It's really hard to give a grade from a grade book for your kindergarten and first grade students. The samples of their work are going to back up what's in the grade book. So if parents say, well, my child knows how to write their ABCs. My child knows how to count to 100. My child knows uh, sums to 10, sums to 20. My child even does some multiplication. And you can say, well, on this date, at this time, 
when I did this assessment, they showed me that they were nearly there. That's why they got a proficient and not an advanced. That's why they got a nearing proficiency and not a proficient. You have actual proof, not just something in the grade book. Because I don't know if you are like me, but even for my own kids, if they say, oh, they got an A or a P or an NP, it's like, what does that even mean? How, how did you measure that? How is that uh, given, right? How was that earned by my child or this student? And when you have student work, the do, do have student work, it's easily, um, for lack of a better word, it's easily defended, okay? So don't just rely on the grade book. Do also have some student work, the do and the don't. The next do and don't has to do with organization. When you are doing report cards, things can be everywhere. Uh, this work sample is over here. This is over here. Your grade book, your annotated notes, your this, your that, everything. Gather it up all together. Don't run around your classroom and, oh, let's see, where's this, where's this? Keep it all in one centralized place. And the way you do that is start doing that a little bit before you start doing your report cards. Ooh, I need my student samples. Oh, is everything in the grade book? That was always my thing. It's like, uh, for my kindergartners, I only have four grades in the grade book. Oops, you know? So you have to th be thinking ahead of time. Have you made any notes? Have you made any observations? Get them all gathered together. So don't have it all scattered. Do have it all organized in one spot. The next do and don't when it comes to report card has to do with writing the actual report card comments. So don't write a report card comment for each student individually sitting down. Hmm, what's going on with Billy? Oh, look, uh, uh, uh. Don't do that. Instead, use a report card template. So a report card template pretty much goes like this. You start with something specific for that student. Usually I did something like, uh, Grace is a very kind person in class. She is always very helpful and willing to lend a hand, not only for to her teacher, but also to her fellow classmates. So I would give everyone an individual starting um, comment. Then I would go into something that the whole class is doing. So for instance, I would say this quarter in first grade, Grace should be reading 150 words a minute. Currently, Grace is reading 173. So that statement about what all first graders should do, should be doing is in there. And then again, I individualize it but I'm going to template it. I'm going to say the same thing for every student. So if I have another student, Jesse, Jesse is reading at 90 words a minute. That means added practice at home is a good idea for Jesse. I am also 
working with Jesse in class on his fluency and his sight words. This should help him to increase his words per minute. So in my mind, I have two types of students, right? I have students who are meeting benchmark and I have students who are not meeting benchmark. So students who are meeting benchmark, that part of the template is going to look similar to, for them. And the ones that aren't meeting benchmark, it's going to look similar for them. Okay, are you seeing how you can template this? Then depending on what you want to do, you can go into a math skill that they're working on or a behavior skill that they're working on. Um, Kellen is working on being kind to others. He is really watching how he interacts with others when he is frustrated. He is making good gains on this and he is becoming very aware of his words, okay? <laughs> Something like that. So see how I took a negative and I turned it into a positive. And we'll talk about that on one of our do's and don'ts here in a second too. So don't write an individual report card comment for each student. Do template your report card comments. Next, do and don't about report cards. Don't tell parents about problems their child is having for the very first time in a report card. <laughs> don't do that. If you want your phone ringing off the hook during your meal time after those report cards get sent home or getting your head ripped off during parent-teacher conferences, go ahead and do that. Just lay it on them blindsided. It's not a good idea. What you do want to do is talk to parents way before you address anything negative like that in the report card. Do talk to them. And I know that is super hard, but just a phone call home, an email. I prefer a phone call because an email and writing, just like report card comments, parents sometimes do not interpret those words how you intended. So a phone call home or a quick face-to-face, -face, if at all possible, is the best way to break the news to the parents, right? And it's going to happen not even a week or two weeks before report cards come out. It's going to happen as soon as you see that as a problem that you're probably going to have to address in a report card. You need to address it with the parents or guardians way before that. So that in the report card, you can say, Kellen is working on his kind words to others. He is doing a better job with this, with, with these um, tools and strategies in place that you have shared with the parents and he's making good progress. Or if he's not making good progress, you can say, I haven't seen much change with this problem or skill, right? Because even behavioral issues, some of, most of them are skill-based. They don't know how, or they just, they, they don't know how to keep their mouth in control, their body in control, their everything. There's some emotional issues, but a lot of it is learning how to do it, especially in those younger grades. 
A report card is kind of like a documentation. That's the way I always thought about it. Like next year's teacher and the next year's teacher and the next year's teacher, they're going to look at those report cards, especially if this problem's going to follow the student and say, oh, okay, this strategy was used. Angie, how, how did that work? And we could talk about it, okay? Nothing should be new for those parents on the report card. The next do and the next don't is do use positive language to describe a problem. Don't use negative language to describe a problem. So back to my example, don't say, Kellen, I, sometimes I can't even do this because I've, I've done so many times the other way. Uh, Kellen continues to have problems with uh, interacting kindly with other children. He continues to hit. He continues to talk, speak out. He's even kicked me in the classroom. Um, Kellen needs help. All right. Something like that. Um, instead, Kellen continues to work at becoming more kind to his classmates. He is working on this skill by blah, 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 doing, you know, stepping back when he's feeling frustrated, using the um, cool off area, um, rephrasing his words with teacher guidance, things like that. Okay. So you're not using negative words. You're using positive words. It's more of like a growth mindset with the positive words rather than a just a, this is what's happening kind of thing. Okay. They know what's happening even with the growth mindset wording. It's very evident, but with the growth mindset, they know that his progress he is progressing, he is getting better, and that you are in control of that situation. You are the one that is helping him, all right? And at home, how can they help as well, okay? And your last do and don't with report cards and really parent-teacher conferences in general, and that is don't tell parents there's a problem and just, um, saying, you know, um, Jesse is reading at 90 words a minute. This is unsatisfactory. Don't do that. Instead, do give them, Jesse is reading at 90 words a minute. He needs to be reading 150 words by the end of first grade. The way we can help Jesse accomplish this goal is by at home, he can be reading more. I will send home timings. He can, you know, have a list of tasks that parents can do, something parents can do to help their child. All right. And as well, some of the extra strategies you are using in your classroom to help Jesse achieve his goal. So don't just state a problem and not give a solution. Do state a problem with positive language and give the solution, give the plan, give how you're going to accomplish the goal. Parents will be just like, the reason parents call you and things backfire on report cards is because 
the parents are afraid that their child is not going to get the help that they need. If you give parents the plan of what you're doing and how you're doing it and how they can also help, if they're able to help, many, many parents want to help their children, can help their children. All right. So if you give them a task, that gives them some autonomy, some power to help their child. And that is always a good thing. It develops a team mentality. Okay. So there you go. The do's and the don'ts. Also, I have a PDF available to you, free download. The link is in the description down below of exact words and phrases that I have used in my report cards that is it's probably going to help you. I like a little word, a report card word bank for you. So check that out down below. Make sure you subscribe and like this video. And I know report card time is just going to be way easier for you from now on if you do these do's instead of the don'ts. <laughs> okay. All right. Remember, the creator of the universe loves you. And I think you're pretty amazing too. I will see you next time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. There you go, teacher friends. The six do's and don'ts of report cards. But right now, you're thinking one thing. Where do I get that PDF? <laughs> well, let me tell you. It is at makingthebasicsfun.com slash report card comment bank. I will put that link in the description of this podcast. It's also over on my website, Making the Basics Fun, over on the blog post. I'll make sure that you get a link to there as well so that you can get that PDF in your hands. Again, it's at makingthebasicsfun.com slash report card comment bank. All one word, okay? So I hope that helps. And remember to go ahead and give this podcast, Rockin' This Teacher Thing, a review. It helps me so much to get this podcast in front of other teacher friends just like you. So they can have all the ins and outs of making their teacher life in their early primary classroom easy and honestly done so that you can get on with your life with your personal life because you need to have a personal life too so i will talk to you later have a good day and uh, keep rocking this teacher thing god bless you bye-bye